Got time for a quick story? Well, American Pie, I suppose as far as songs go, it's not a quick story. It's 8 minutes and 42 seconds in length. The single edit, one that gets played on the radio oftentimes, and actually even on a station that I work on, Greatest Hits 98.1, because we play radio edits. We play single edits of songs as they came out. It's 4 minutes and 11 seconds. Still fairly long for a single. A lot of singles are 2-ish minutes in length. But it's obviously way shorter than the full version of American Pie. Which was because of the limitations of the vinyl 45 format. Couldn't put eight minutes plus of music on one side of a single. So, American Pie, when it was issued as a single, was split. Side A, 411. The B side was the second half of American Pie. Four minutes, 31 seconds in length. And when the single was released in later 1971, radio stations are playing the shorter version, the shorter story, if you will. But a lot of people started hearing the whole thing through, well, other other radio stations that were playing the full version or they were hearing through however they were hearing the full version. And they asked radio stations, could you play the whole thing? And a lot of them did. An eight-plus-minute song got to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, which was still a relatively rare occurrence in the early 70s for such a long song to get to number one. In fact, up until Taylor Swift's 10-plus-minute version of All Too Well went to number one on the Hot 100 in late 2021, it was the longest-running number one hit in the history of the Billboard Hot 100. Fifty years has passed since American Pie went to number one, And to mark the occasion, and with the 50th anniversary tour coming up throughout 2022, we get a chance to talk to Don McLean. Good to talk to you again. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been, uh, gosh, one year ago we were talking about the home-free version of American Pie and talking about uh, venue closures and everything. And, I mean, thankfully we've got some—it's getting better. I mean, we're getting some performances around and everything. Um, first question before we get to the to fifty years of or yeah fifty years of being number one, how do, how did the reaction overall go to Home Free as the year went on last year? Well, that was a really great thing uh, for me. I think it was a great thing for them too. Um, and hopefully they're going to get back on the road now. I think we're deciding that um, come what may, we're going to go start to do things and not shut everything down every time there's another variation of this thing. But uh, it was uh, a, a unique experience to have that uh, record and that video be number one on the country charts for eight weeks. Um, and I got a lot of very good comments about uh, my singing and and about the whole thing in general. So it was very positive, the whole thing. Fifty years ago right now, American Pie was in its second week at number one. Uh, it went to number one the week ending January 15th, 1972. What? Wh- where were you? When did you find out the word that uh, it had hit number one on the Hot 100 from Billboard? Well, I was extremely busy from the fall uh, right on through, and um, I was hearing about it and being told about it, and I don't think I had a subscription to uh, Billboard or Cashbox or anything. I was, I'd have a, a 
a manager or someone from his office call me and say, well, the song is number seven now. And, and I say, wow, that's great. And uh, of course, I could tell because the whole time the song is going up, you know, you're drawing large crowds. So it's, it just doesn't peak when it hits number one. It it starts happening right at the beginning when people know something's going on. That was the thing about show business and the record business in those days is something would catch fire and it would go like wildfire through the population, you know, and everybody would talk about it, write about it and want to hear it. And, you know, it was a, a very exciting. Uh, today with uh, 500 different stations out there, I don't think that is the same thing anymore. I just think somehow you hear that there or whatever, and you might hear it somewhere. But in those days, there were very few. There was only there were only three stations in New York that played the top forty. So you got played all day long in New York City, in Chicago, in Los Angeles, everywhere. And you were basically the only show in town when you were number one. So it was a different thing. The song was split into two halves to fit the final 45. Uh, and then, as I understand it, that eventually stations started to go back to playing the original because that's what, what people wanted to hear. What What were you hearing most on the radio, and, and did you mind that stations in some cases were playing the half version? What were, what were your thoughts on how it well, was for commercial reasons? What happened? was that people don't really realize this, is that I was an underground success with the Tapestry album. That was a an album that was made for FM radio, underground radio it was called in those days. And every channel had an AM and an FM. And the FM was the, the guy who was the hippie type um, intellectual, you know, he kind of talked like this, and uh, here's Don McLean, you know, this kind of thing. And the top 40 was, yeah, and it's top 40, you know, he'd be loud and brassy. So I was getting a lot of airplay on FM radio with Tapestry. So immediately when my second record came out, the FM stations played the heck out of it. And that caused millions of people to hear the eight-minute version of the song, and at the time that three-minute version was climbing the charts, they were saying, this is garbage, you know, you have to play the whole thing. So they didn't have the technology to play the whole thing except on tape. So either they brought a cassette in the studio or they, I must have sold a lot of eight tracks, I, I would guess also, because, you know, there was the only place you could hear it all in uh, vinyl or, or eight track, you couldn't hear it on a single because it could only get three minutes plus on one side. So they brought the album or a cassette into the studio and played the full version, and that's how the full version then became uh, number one. It was because of the success that I had had with the first album on FM radio and the fact that millions of people heard the album and heard the full version of the song. Did you expect it to stay at number one as long as it did? Four, four weeks at the time was considered pretty long for a number one hit. Did you think it was going to stay there that long? I think it's still there, if you want my opinion. <laughs> I don't think it's moved. <laughs> I think it's still a number one song, and I think it still blows away anything that's on the charts right now. Did you... 
And, and in a way, I mean, if you if you threw every single song that's out there right now and mashed it up into one radio station, I think you can make a pretty solid case for it to still be played a heck of a lot on the radio. Everyone knows all the sing- uh, They know all the lyrics to the song. It might as well still be ranked right up there. But in terms of chart accomplishment, did you ever have your eyes set on getting a number one? Or is that something that just kind of comes with the territory? And if you get there, great, but you want to have more artistic integrity. No, I have no integrity at all. I will take any number one record I can get as long as I like the song and I've sung it as well as I can sing it. Um, I don't have any problem with commercial success. I have had a problem uh, getting commercial success because I do uh, so many different kinds of music. Wonderful Baby is not like Vincent. Vincent's not like Dreidel. Dreidel's not like... American Pie, American Pie is not like And I Love You So. They're all very, very different. And that goes to the hundreds of other tracks that I've recorded. So every now and then, you know, uh, I've had success. Uh, Crying was number one all over the world. Vincent was number one all over the world and didn't do as well in the United States. Number got in the top ten, and the Crying, I think, was number five or four. And Pi was number one here, but didn't go to number one in England. So, you know, I've had an international thing going on with those songs during those years. And the album sold very well. But no, I, I, I never thought about commercial success. That I, was, I really wanted to make an exciting record or a beautiful record or something that, you know, didn't just lay there. Um, and I made plenty of records that did just lay there, but I was always looking for something that was going to lift up and, and, and grab you and uh, that you would want to hear again. It's like anything else. You want to hear it again. That's the thing. Play it again. You know, um, it's okay to hear something once or twice. You don't want to hear it anymore. It's the same with a lot of movies. You know, you see them once. You don't ever want to see those movies again. But then there are some that you want to see over and over. Well, it lasted for a long time, and it's still going. 50 years since it hit number one, the 50th anniversary tour coming up later this summer, coming downstate in Milwaukee, June 18th. Don McLean, thanks for talking with us uh, once again about the enduring American pie. Have a great rest of the year, and have fun on tour later on this summer. Thank you, and I wish all the best to you, too, and your listeners. Thank you very much for having me. Don McLean, another great interview with Don McLean about American Pie and going to number one in the, on the Hot 100 and being such an enduring song after so, so many years. If you want to learn more about what Don McLean is up to, again, we referenced the 50th anniversary tour for American Pie throughout 2022. Again, in the summer, technically it's just few days before summer begins, but it, June is summer, and we'll count it that way. June 18th in Milwaukee. Uh, here in Wisconsin, uh, at Paps Theater, among many other tour dates. Here's what you do. Go to DonMcLean.com. Simple as that. DonMcLean.com. All things Don McLean there. He's also active on social media. There are a whole lot of links there at DonMcLean.com. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, my employer for providing facilities to do a lot of these interviews. Uh, thanks, as always, to Art Sears, the Art Sears company, for helping to set up these uh, interviews. Uh, thanks to my coworker Scorch, 
uh, it's also in Greatest Hits, 98.1, and also 92.9 The X, or sister station, for connecting me with Art for a lot of these great interviews. You can listen to, and in some cases, watch these interviews at GreatestHits981.com. Look for features and then look for interviews, and then you can listen to and watch some of those there and also at our YouTube channel for Greatest Hits 98.1. For this podcast, got time for a quick story. You can find it on a lot of the usual podcast platforms. Uh, Subscribe to it so you know about new episodes when they arrive and rate it up so more people learn about it. Got time for a quick story. I'm Luke Anthony.